Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Horror Haven Podcast. I'm Dylan. I'm Sierra. I'm Erica. And today we are joined by our good friend, David Garrett Jr. We had him on for a previous Artist Spotlight episode. A.K.A. David Osu. Okay, yeah, they had to throw that in. How's it going, David? It's going really good. How about yourself? Not bad. So we're excited to dive into these movies and enjoy, I guess. And then go to sleep. <laughs> Do you know the story of Madeline O'Malley? She was the woman that died here in the hotel. She hung herself after her fiancé stood her up on their wedding day. And ever since then, people have reported seeing the ghost of Madeline O'Malley roaming the hallways waiting for her lover. Some say she's even looking to take up a new one. This is our last weekend open, so we've got to find some proof that Madeline O'Malley really exists before this place closes down. I have my microphone so we can make do with EVP investigations. Yes, I like a room for the night. Since the hotel is practically empty, we might have a good chance of making some real contact. What was that? Did you hear that? Hang on. You want to communicate with the spirits in this hotel? I can help you do that. What do they want? To live. You mustn't go down into the basement. Under a blanket of blue, just you and I beneath the stars. We're going to start out by talking about The Innkeepers. It was released in 2011 and directed by Ty West. It stars Sarah Paxton as Claire. And she, in the film, she works in a inn called the... Yankee Peddler Inn. Yeah, the Yankee Peddler Inn, which is an actual um, inn in Connecticut that's said to be haunted. I fucking love Connecticut. Um, and throughout... So the Yankee Peddler Inn's closing, and... They're spending their final nights there, and... They've decided that they're going to investigate the possibility of ghosts. So, the... What's the guy's name? Luke. Luke is telling Claire that he's he's experienced... He's had experiences with the paranormal. He's seen them in the hotel, whatever. Turns out he's lying to get in her pants. And she actually has real, genuine experiences, and there's a psychic in the building. Who would have thunk... And then she dies. The end. Spoiler <laughs> warning. But, uh, yeah. Aren't I great at this? <laughs> Why don't you do this every week? I don't know. <laughs> um, so the interesting thing about this movie is they actually filmed it at the actual Yankee Peddler Inn in Connecticut. And uh, the the rooms that they used for the film were actually like the ones that are said to be the most haunted rooms. So... Really good for uh, authenticity there. I think that there. there's a lot of really funny information about, like, the making of the movie that happened in the hotel. Like, uh, I read that they actually stayed in the hotel, too, like, nightly. Like, that's where they slept while they were making the film to cut down on the cost of travel. So, um, the cast and crew slept there, and it was all awesome for, like, the younger cast and crew. Like, they loved it because they stayed up and partied, but the older cast and crew were, like, livid. They were pissed <laughs> off because the the young kids were partying and they couldn't sleep. 
Yeah. Um, <clears throat> a, a lot of complaints. I see a lot of complaints for this movie, and I actually uh, I watched it when it first came out, and I didn't. I couldn't make it through the entire movie because it was slow. very slow. Now going back to it. I was really excited to check it out because I've We've, become like a really big Ty West fan. I and fucking love Ty West. one thing that I've learned from Ty West movies like The House of the Devil, uh, The Sacrament, is that they have a very slow build with a very decent payoff. Now, this movie, I wouldn't say had the best payoff that a Ty West film has, but it definitely has that like signature thing to it where it was a slow build up. I thought that it definitely, it wasn't. The payoff wasn't as good as I had anticipated it was going to be. I thought that it was, like, we've we've covered Ty West before, and there, there are other ones that I've seen that aren't horror-related, and it was, it, it had a lot of his, his elements to it, but it just, I don't know, I just don't, it wasn't, it's not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually really enjoyed watching it. Um, I, I think that the slow build was a little bit hard at, at times, but... I think I, I really liked the like banter between Claire and Luke because mm. um, they were like friends, and he like secretly was like infatuated with her. But like, it was it wasn't like a normal friendship where like you're like happy to see each other. It's kind of like almost brotherly, where it was like, oh fuck you, like you're obnoxious, shut up, you know. Where they were mm-hmm. kind of irritated with each other sometimes. Right. Um, my favorite scene was when she like busted into his room freaking out and he was in the, the tiny whiteies world which which fun fact were really his. He had lost some weight when making this movie and he had like these huge whitey tidies that he wore. So you're welcome. <laughs> oh see I kinda had the same experience as you guys did with it. The first time I watched it, I watched it with my ex and she hated it and I didn't really care for it either. And so like I had been meaning to come back to see it again, just wondering if it was because how negative she was on it, if that's why I didn't like it. But I also think I benefited from seeing like House of the Devil prior to seeing this one again, where I came in expecting this time around knowing how slow it is Mm -hmm. till the buildup, where, I mean, House of the Devil, I loved that payoff way more. Mm -hmm. But this one, I still like the kind of twist at the end where it makes you wonder if it was really haunted or if she just got herself so worked up that that's what killed her. Yeah. It, it was interesting. And I mean, I, I, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I, we watched this movie and about halfway through it, we were like, this movie has been dragging. It felt like we were watching it for like two yeah. hours and we were like 45 minutes in. So we actually turned it off and watched the second half the following night because I was like, I, I can't do this movie anymore tonight. Yeah. I think something that's very cool about this movie is that they weren't afraid to kill off the main character. Which I think a, a lot of the times, once they develop a main character, you you pretty much assume that that person is safe for the most part. Um, and in this movie, she, I didn't foresee that she was going to die at the end. So I, I thought that was a cool little twist there. Because whoever expects that character that they go into all this detail to develop and, 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 and work out, you know, they're going to kill off at the end. That was that was different, a unique turn. I was kind of bummed out, but like it gave me something different. I was bummed out because the whole movie they kind of built this whole thing like she didn't know what she wanted to do, like what she was going to do after this hotel closed. And dies. Maybe that's why. Maybe, but like she had the the talk with what's the lady's name, Lee. Mm-hmm. She had to talk with her, and the lady's like, "Oh, well, what is it that you do?" And like that like resonated with her so much, and it it was almost like you expected like 
the hotel was going to close and she was going to have this job later on, like, investigating paranormal stuff. Then it wouldn't be a horror movie. (laughs) It'd be an inspirational movie, a drama. (laughs) Drama with ghosts. Is that movie Ghost with Patrick Swayze? Her, uh, Her character, though, to me, it seemed very cartoony. Like, I got, like... I don't it, think it seemed that like, the woman had a lot of experience acting because... It seemed like it, her character, to me, seemed like something you'd see in, like, an anime. Like, it was very, like, high-pitched, like, pouty, like, just very dramatic. It, they said um, that they almost recasted her for this movie because she was unable to do an authentic scream. Yeah. Like, and, you know, like, she's in a horror movie. Like, there was shit that's, like, popped up. And uh, so they kept trying to get her to do it, and it was just so bad. Like, she was, like, the worst. So they, they had considered recasting her character, but they ended up not doing that, just cutting out the screaming in it. So maybe that goes... I don't think she was a super experienced actress at this point, so it might have been something where she didn't exactly know what to do. It's possible. Fake screaming is, like, so hard. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they I, said it sounded comical. Well, like, if you, like, you work, Siri, you work at Headless Horseman, and, like, you're, like, trying to, like, scare somebody, and sometimes it's not, it doesn't always come off, like, like, screaming to scare somebody as opposed to, like, I don't know, like, screaming just to make yourself, like, seem scared. I, I feel like, I, I feel like that's got to be really tough. Like, I feel like you got to be really good at what you're doing yeah. to, to get that to come across sincere. I, I think screaming to scare people is way easier than screaming than trying to sound scared. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, I never... When I worked at Headless Horseman, I didn't have a problem. Like, I I didn't have a voice for, like, three months when I worked there because I was screaming so much. But uh, when you're trying to, to act scared, I think it's, it's a lot more difficult to make yourself feel an emotion you're not feeling. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the one thing I want to bring up for this movie is the makeup. Uh, the special effects that they had done on... What's that? What was the fucking ghost name? Madeline O'Malley. That sounds um, like such a fake name, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, like, every time I heard it, I thought of the Aristocats with Tom O'Malley, the alley cat. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like we always make Disney connections. <laughs> anyway. Because I, I love horror and I love Disney, so it's just Europe Disney. makes a lot of Disney connections. Yeah. Um, but no, the makeup that was done on her, uh, at first it kind of like put me off because the first scene that it shows her... I thought it was CGI, and I was like, oh, come on, like, why'd they CGI it? But then, like, it showed her the second time, and it showed her for a longer period of time, and I'm looking, and I was like, I was that's makeup, and I was like, makeup. but it looked really creepy. It looked it creepy, well done, but, yeah. like, but what I'm saying is, is I think that the makeup was made to look, like, like animated, exaggerated right? and animated, opposed to being more realistic, mm-hmm. because, I mean, it's a ghost, who knows what they're gonna look like, yeah. right? The creepiest part for me in this movie is when Claire's in the basement at the end, and she, like, shines the flashlight up, and the old man who killed himself in the bathtub is, like, oh, yeah. standing at the end of the fucking oh, hall. I was like, fuck <laughs> that. And Sarah wasn't looking when it showed that part, and I had to rewind it, and I was like, watch this shit. <laughs> I just, I feel like a big downfall for me with this movie is that I feel like there's a lot of things going on that weren't really necessary. Like, I feel like yeah. they didn't focus enough on the main plot line with, um... Madeline O'Malley 
and like investigating and having experiences, like paranormal experiences. But then they, 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 this guy comes in, this old man who seems a little off. But like it's like they don't bring him up again, and then all of a sudden, oh, he's involved in the plot line again yeah. with death. But he's not actually involved at all, like with the spirit aspect of it, which is what I expected when I saw him. Which would have made sense to be like, oh, he had an experience, a paranormal experience. He's here to see if it's true, because you know, like you know what I mean. Yeah. It just seems like they added him for no reason. That was really all the characters, though. I mean, there was really none that had very much significance, other than I'd say probably Lee. Lee, Lee yeah. definitely did, yeah. But, right. like, there was the lady with her son, and it was like, all right, that was kind of... See, for me, this movie probably could have worked better as a short. They probably could have taken an hour out of this movie, left, like, the yeah, key parts, it really and it would have been fucking solid. But, yeah, I agree. There was a lot of, like, filler that really wasn't... Like, the whole scene where they were, like, getting drunk, yeah. and he was, like, admitting his love for her. That was, like, why did that need to the, be there? All that filler, though, I think is what ultimately made the movie drag out and it for me anyway like i said it wasn't it's not my favorite ty west but it's i don't think it was a bad movie no. i don't i don't i also I, don't think that it makes ty west look bad like i, I feel no, like no, it, no 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 i don't think it i don't think it makes him look like a look any you know bad way at all but i'm just i just feel like all that filler like for me it it was when it's dragged out like that with all that filler and there's no significant, like, when you get to the end and there's no significance to it, it's super, it, it aggravates the shit out of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you see all these, like, small little details and you're trying to, when, for me, when I see a movie that has, like, a ton of details, like, a ton of, like, little things like that, I try to pay attention to them because I am always anticipating that there's Next going somewhere. to be a bigger meaning behind it. Or that it's going to play into the end somehow so i try to focus on it and then for this like i'm trying to keep all these like little little things going and i got to the end and like it didn't make sense like it's not that it didn't make sense but it like it didn't um tie up any of those loose ends so that that was ultimately what was frustrating for me right and i feel like they were trying to i mean it almost seemed like they were trying to say this old man was her the guy who stood her up on her wedding day Mm -hmm. but if they were going to go for that, it doesn't make sense because they said she died in the 1800s, so which the time period doesn't add up. Right. I thought they were going to go that way with it and then make him a ghost already who checked in. But then obviously they have him kill himself. And I'm like, well, how does this fit in with everything else outside of to just amp up the scares by finding mm-hmm. him in the bathtub? Exactly. I think it's. Just, I, I think it honestly was more confusing than anything. I definitely don't think it was necessary. And it's bad too because, like, like you said, David, like they could have added that in, and it would have made it a very interesting, like, so, like part of the movie. But they kind of just like had this all these missed opportunities, I guess. Like right. they could have had it like guests were somehow connected to Madeline O'Malley, and it would add to the story a little bit. But it was kind of just random people to throw in to. I feel like there's no way this hotel was actually haunted. Like, I know that she was seeing ghosts, but, like, it's, like, the 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 whole reason she believed it was haunted was because that one guy told her it was, and then it, it turns out he didn't even believe in it, and he never saw the ghost. When he ran out, she had said that it was behind him. Mm-hmm. So nobody actually saw anything besides Claire. Mm-hmm. So right. I think it's in her head. I think she's just, she was just Very a wackadoo. Logical. Yeah, I think it definitely. I think it definitely leaves leaves you in the mindset that it was psychological. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. You guys want to get into ratings? 
That was a really good conversation, guys. (laughs) All right, David, we'll let you go first, being as you're our guest. Okay, perfect. What Um, you meant to say is Lady Sword. No, I'm kidding. I kind of agreed with you guys is that it's – I definitely feel, from my interpretation of it, that it was actually more psychological since um, Claire is the only one who sees anything. And the only other person who claims to feel anything was – um, Lee and I kind of agreed with what Luke had said about her is that they kind of just play on things you tell them and mm-hmm. I think everything was always seen when she's alone and that freaked her out and that's you know ultimately was her demise so I came in with a 6.5 on my rating for this one okay Erica what you got so um it was so watching this is kind of hard for me to not compare it to other Ty West. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, trying to rate it not based on that scale um, and just based on uh, the movie as a whole, um, I I thought it was. I think it's an interesting movie. I, I like the idea of, of haunted houses. Um, ghosts have obviously always been something that. Uh, has been interesting to me so I, I like that idea and I think that there was just a lot of loose ends and for me that just kind of it made it hard for me to really get into it like the slow build it, it there was just a, a, a lot of like little little gaps that just weren't doing it for me um, um, but overall I mean I don't think it was terrible obviously we talked about the rating scale and <laughs> how we um how we have to kind of uh, evaluate it after watching like really bad movies versus watching really good ones. So this to me was a, a real mid range movie. So I think I'm going to go ahead and give it a six. Okay. I feel like I liked it maybe a little bit more than you guys did. <laughs> I, I like the slow build was really killer and it was hard and I did have to stop and watch it in two separate, in two separate sittings. But I think Looking at it, if it didn't have that filler in it, I think that it would have been a really fun fun movie to watch, like, all the way through once. Um, which I know, like, I guess I should probably be grading it on the filler as well, since it was part of the movie. Um, but all in all, I thought it was a really interesting movie, because it does have you question, is, is it paranormal? Is it mm-hmm. psychological, you know? And I think at the end of the day, I think that was probably Ty West's whole point. So I think if that's the case, I think that he did what he set out to do. Um, so with that being said, I think that I would give this movie a seven. Okay. Um, yeah, like you said, Erica, it's hard to look at it in, uh, terms of Ty West, like, on that spectrum, I guess. Um, The House of the Devil has become, like, one of my favorite movies, like, in, in general. Um. With modern horror movies, it's yeah, solid. The Sacrament was really great, but it. The sacrament. I feel like the House of the Devil and the Sacrament were able to build really high tension. I fucking love the Sacrament. Where, That's one of my favorites. Yeah, where this, it didn't really. With this, with the Sacrament and the House of the Devil, you kind of get this like background stuff going on that adds to the tension, mm-hmm. and that really added to how great the payoff was. I think there wasn't enough tension in this. There film. wasn't, and it's kind of like. For me, it was like here's an hour and like twenty minutes of just like nothing, inappro- like not inappropriate, unnecessary stuff going on, and then here's like ten minutes of like suspense and action, and then that's it. Um, that being said, 
I, I think the makeup was great. The Some of the shots were really great. I think it was cool that they filmed in the actual inn. It, like, it made the sets really awesome. Um, it was authentic. Yeah. I think I'd probably give it a 6.8. I'm the dickhead this week. <laughs> <laughs> You're the Sierra. <laughs> so on average, that gives the movie a 6.6. 6. Perfect. 6.66. 6.66. Don't, don't, don't praise the devil up in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Not looking for that, that bad juju. <laughs> All right. So um, the next film we're going to talk about is The Legend of Hell House. What did he do to make this house so evil? Murder, vampirism, cannibalism, drug addiction, alcoholism, sadism, mutilation. How did it end? If it had ended, we would not be here. All right, so The Legend of Hell House was released in 1973. It was directed by John Howe, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Um, The movie followed a group of people who were staying in this haunted house... You want to explain it, it, it was I, the house of like um the the late the last owner was like a murderer and the house is believed to be haunted by its victims so they had uh like a paranormal investigator a, I want to say a psychic and, one was a psychic. Yeah. yeah and they had it it was pretty much rose red <laughs> is what I got from it <laughs> yeah it it was very similar to rose red um but yeah, you had like a, a psychic, a scientist type guy. Yeah, the scientist is the guy who got them all together. The reason I'm going to Sierra for so much of this is because this movie for me was super fucking hard to follow. And it, I feel like it was like... I, I, it was another one that really couldn't hold my attention too much, but it was bad because there was a lot going on. Whereas, like, the innkeepers, I was, like, zoning out for parts, but I didn't really miss much. And for this, it was, like, I would zone out for two minutes and be like, fuck, now I'm completely lost. Yeah, I I just, I feel, for me, it was a little bit boring. Um, And I I feel like we spent a lot of of it comparing it back to Rose Red about, like, it's it's super similar. And obviously, like, that's not on this movie. That's on Rose Red for being super similar to this movie. Um, But, uh... Yeah, I, I don't know. I like the concept of it, and when we had decided to do it, and I read um, like the plot outline for it when we were deciding movies, I thought it sounded really interesting. I just don't think it was executed exactly in the right way. I agree. I read, um, I read up on it a little bit before before watching it because you know, like I, I was just curious when we were talking about haunted houses. I like when when Dylan said we were going to do a haunted house episode. You know, I, I feel like with haunted houses, uh, there's there's only so much you can do. It's a haunted house. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I was I wanted to see like well, what how similar the movies were, because um, just you know just out of curiosity, like I, I'm just interested to see you know if they're very similar. Like is, that to me would I think sway my opinion on on how I felt about him and stuff like that. But I was really interested in this movie because it sounds, it sounded like an awesome movie and I was really excited to see it. And I, I felt a little let down by this one too. (laughs) It was, it was a rough week guys. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, I just like, there, there were some definitely like some interesting things and I, I haven't seen Rose Red because it's like 10, 10 years long to watch. So, um, (laughs) I didn't have that to compare it to, but now I definitely, I definitely want to watch Rose Red. 
I've been saying that to you guys anyway. I just haven't had, you know, an <laughs> One extra four days to watch. One day we'll take a whole Saturday um, and just watch it. I, we really need to because we've you. I know you've seen it like a thousand times, mm-hmm. and I, Kyle's seen it a bunch. But I was like, I, I really want to watch it. So I, I feel I like I always amp up like how long Rose Red is, and I think in like in I total, I think it's like hours. three and a half hours or like three hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it, I, I I thought it was a little bit longer than that. I thought it was like I think it's a little bit longer than that, isn't it? I don't know. We'd have to. I'd have to like actually look. My ambition is not here tonight. <laughs> Out of off subject, um, back on topic. Um, I I was I felt I felt a little let down by this because I I don't know I I I am I think I just amped it up in my head a lot more than you than know I what should've. I think bummed <laughs> me out is that I read about the book because this is based off of a novel. Yeah, and the book is set in America. It's set in New England. And for some reason, like, old British movies just bore the fuck out of me. Like, when I watch, like, old British people mm-hmm. talk, I'm like, oh, my God. Shh. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible to what? say, but it's true. Well, actually, going off of that, in a weird coincidence, I actually was reading this novel when you guys asked me about doing this episode. Okay. So, um, Did you like the novel? The novel is a lot better but the weird thing is um, the guy who wrote the novel did the screenplay for it as well. Yeah. But he um, toned down the sexuality that's in the book for the movie, and you just kind of get hints of it in the movie mm-hmm. where the book is very highly sexualized. And so that's one of the things. And my problem with the movie that I had is it moves just rapidly through what the novel does mm-hmm. instead of like – letting you kind of read as they investigate things where they kind of just jump to conclusions. So that's kind of the issue that I had because I came in like super excited to see the movie mm-hmm. and kind of ran into the same problems that I kind of found it a little bit boring and it just moves through everything so much quicker than what the book did. Yeah, see, my that was my thing is there wasn't really a build to it and it right. almost – like there was stuff going on throughout the entire movie, but there wasn't a build up. There wasn't like a – Climax to the movie. Wasn't there a point was, in the in the movie where they're like, "There's not ghosts in here. It's like the one girl or whatever." <laughs> like you're doing all of this. It, it was yeah. weird, yeah. But it because the movie had basically the same pace throughout the entire the entirety of it. It almost felt anticlimactic because there wasn't this like big moment at the end that like revealed everything. Yeah. They tried to get rid of the ghosts and then they didn't leave, right? With that machine thing. That was this movie, right? right? See, that's yeah. how that's how boring it was. I'm like <laughs> double checking, okay? And like we like dissect movies when we watch them, and this one I was just like, nope, it's it's I'm I want to see the inside of my eyelids, please. <laughs> and it's I I'm not like... trying to be mean, but I feel like the people who made this are probably not. A, they might be alive. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> but I hope I don't offend you. <laughs> I felt like this one was like in a sense like. It was kind of like opposite of the innkeepers. Like that one, it had a slow build up, and for me, it, no no payoff. Whereas this one, it was like crazy. It was like all sporadic. The way through and no build, and no yeah, yeah, and like no climax. So it was like I I just feel like both of them just kind of really lacked the solid ending that I was I was anticipating and hoping for. I agree. Yeah, I, d- I definitely would agree. I think that you put that in perfect words. Now there were some parts that I did really enjoy. Um. The first part where they have the psychic girl hooked up to the machine, and it's like the red 
everything in the room is red and they're like getting the ectoplasm out of her. I think that that was really cool because like I say every fucking week, like I love the use of color in movies and it just added like a real eeriness to it. And there was, it was cool too, because like everything in the room was red, but there were parts of the set that were like shadowed out. So you really just had these red lights on like what you were supposed to be focusing on. So I thought that that was really cool the way they did that. Dylan, Dylan always notices the color. Yeah, I do. <laughs> well, red also is the I, first I, color I, that I, your brain's gonna like allow you to see. Like that's but that, what you that notice all, first. Like I really feel like that all stemmed from uh, Suspiria because like we like Suspiria did that so well that I think now like we just notice it more because we, me and Dylan, well, I notice it and I know Dylan notices it, and I think it's just because we both liked Suspiria so much that we just kind of like. It's, it's one of those things where, like, we constantly compare movies to each other. Yeah. So I think, like, once we find, like, that you one thing about something that we really like, we're forever looking for it. Yeah, it's hard to not do either, especially since we're watching, like, different movies every single week to do I, this. I think oh, the, yeah. I think the really cool thing about, and I, I think all of these movies, it does leave you questioning, were there any ghosts? I think all three of them. Were there ghosts? Is it, or was it psychological? psychological, you know? Right. And literally every every one of these movies, I think, I'm not going to get into the next movie yet, but I have a, I'm a little confused with that one too, but <laughs> we're going to talk about that. You guys need to clarify some information for me, all right? <laughs> but I don't know. You guys have anything else to say about the movie? Anything that stood out? Um, I'll say for me, I really loved the house they used for the setting because it feels so big and they kind of just get like dwarfed in it and i mm-hmm. loved how it just kind of like is so oppressive towards them and then i also felt that the score that they had for the movie was really well done yeah that it really makes you feel like that was actually creeping me out more in some of the scenes than actually what was happening because i'm just like this song is getting me like getting my heart racing right mm-hmm. now yeah. trying to figure out what's going on the music that they used definitely definitely was anxiety it, it definitely got got you going and i that was probably my favorite thing about the movie was was music yeah what what i find funny is uh looking into the movie when it was released in the uk like where it was filmed it got an x rating where in the united states yeah in the united states it got a pg but there was nothing in this movie that i could say was just like oh like, that's fucked up yeah <laughs> Because we're desensitized Americans. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) But then again, have you ever read the fucking fairy tales that the European people tell their children? Yeah, well, like, all of that, like... They're fucked up! They got Cinderella cut in her heel off, you know? This is off topic, and you can cut it out, but we were just talking, like, obviously I have this weird obsession with Krampus. And that's a fucking Christmas legend. Mm Mm-hmm. And they tell their kids, like, you know, if you're bad, you're not getting cold, like we say in America. No, the Krampus is coming to kidnap your ass, and you ain't coming back. <laughs> I'm about to start doing that in this house. <laughs> but I just Get saw that another... behavior in check. <clears throat> There's this Welsh tradition where they take a dead horse's skull, and they put Christmas ornaments in its eyes, and they wrap it in a sheet, and they, like, decorate it up. And they go door to door dressed as this thing and they knock on the door and they sing a song and you have to sing a song back and then invite it in your house and feed it in order for you to have like blessings for the, like the next what year. The fuck? Like what are they what smoking? Do you all do in Europe? <laughs> I mean, it sounds cool, but totally creepy. No, yeah, I don't know if I'm inviting is. that in. 
I'll send you the video, Sarah. It definitely, I was, it was like one of those things where I was like, they could knock knocking on my door and be like, uh, no, Fuck. please go home. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye bye. Nice to see you, not. <laughs> Sorry, I took us off subject. It's okay. Back it's to the movie, story. though. Um, I, I, some of the acting to me was a little bit cheesy. Like, I felt it's like it was. British. Um, yeah, but it was like, you know, like we've watched some, some seriously fucking cheesy movies. Like we really have, but they're have acting like some of the acting was movies? just like too over the top. Like it, it was have. like almost unnecessary. Yeah, I don't know. I, I expect more from you, Brits. <laughs> <laughs> Step your game up. Deliver next time. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're from the UK, I personally apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Think for us or for this movie? <laughs> Are you apologizing for us or this movie? For you guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dan's savage. Being nice. I'm not saying all British people suck. I'm saying that their movies suck. Ooh. Okay. Let's Shots get into ratings. Let's <laughs> <cut that> out. <laughs> no wait. Harry Potter's fucking awesome. There you go. There you go. There's your redeeming factor. Yeah, say you're good now. Yep. <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> All right, David, what you got? Um, for this one, I think my rating is a little bit affected because I did read the book, so it kind of gives me allows me to fill in some of the gaps for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still like do think that this film would have benefited if it would have slowed down a little bit and kind of let the characters do some research instead of just running everything through it, and then at the end, the guy just figures it out somehow still not sure how he yeah. just put everything <laughs> together that but um i'm gonna come in with a six on this one okay erica so um destroy it erica <laughs> <laughs> um it it okay so back to the rating scale and <laughs> how i judge movies um again i don't it's not the worst thing i've ever seen i i don't feel that it is um as far as haunted house movies go it was a haunted house movie it was and it had all of those elements to it obviously you really just need a house and a ghost so there really wasn't much room to fuck that up but i I, it wasn't horrible i it was it was a little bit too fast-paced in in the sense that they 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 jumped right in they sped everything up but didn't deliver Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i i almost prefer the I almost prefer where it's where it's a slow build and no climax as opposed to something where it's super fast paced right off the bat and no climax because then it's like, you know, it just seems like everything's rushed and there's still, you know, there's still nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't I don't think it was overly horrible. I mean, it's definitely something like if it's on, check it out. It's you know, it's not the the worst thing um so i'm gonna come in with a i'm gonna give it a a five eight i'm gonna give it a 5.4 right out the door (laughs) i i think that it's better than halfway but not as good as not still halfway I don't know what you just said but okay (laughs) i'll accept it i feel like I, I was really excited about this one, and it just definitely let me down. Like, there's not much much to say about it. It, it 
I wanted to be able to follow it more than what I was able to. Um, and I got bits and pieces of information, and I just feel like it wasn't... I'd like to see I'd like to see this movie with a remake. I'm curious to what other people would do with it because I just feel like it was sporadic and not really explained. So that's my 5.4 rating. There you go. Okay. You got your remake. It was called Rose Red. Yeah, there you go. No, I want one that's not made for TV. Because <laughs> yeah, as no, much I as I like I, Rose I, Red, the effects are just terrible. No, I agree. I definitely, I definitely, uh, you know, we don't say that very often. Um, Every once in a while, we get one where we're like, we'd like to see this remade. We would like to see this remade. So, the Womp Stomp, listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> we have lots of suggestions. <laughs> if you're looking for something to remake or put your own interpretation on, hit us up. We've got a list. All right, so my reading, um, I it was hard for me to follow the movie, and I think that, like you guys said, it it was so fast-paced and it jumped right into it that there was so much going on that if I zoned out for, like, five seconds, I didn't know what was happening at all. Um, yeah. It almost makes me want to read the novel to get more of an insight on it, but at the same time, like, watching the movie first and not being a huge movie of... or not being a huge fan of the movie, it almost makes me not want to read the novel. So, um... There were some things that I thought were great. Uh, David, like you said, the score was amazing. Um, the Some of the shots that they did were really well done. But altogether, I wasn't really super impressed. I think I'd probably give it a five. Ow. And so I that gives I it an, the fucker. That gives it an average of a 5.6. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Sierra, that's my line. Yeah, shut up, Sierra. I think that's fair. I, I was doing I was doing air quotes. You weren't. You were looking at your phone. You liar. So, I feel like people. I feel like people who like listen to this episode are gonna be like, "This guy fucking sucks." Because the last two movies, I was just like, "Yeah, I zoned out." <laughs> like, but this guy cannot pay attention to movies. Why is he rating? Them? No wonder. No wonder he never knows anybody's name. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Vincent Price, and you're invited to my party in the house on Haunted Hill, where so far the ghosts have murdered only seven people. So won't you come and make it eight? You'll see human heads without bodies. Mysterious pools of blood dripping from the ceiling. The walls move slowly in against you. Don't try to escape, you can't. waiting, so won't you join me in the house on Haunted Hill? Hooray. Or you'll be late for your own funeral. So, last but not least, we're going to talk about House on Haunted Hill, which was released in 1959. It was directed by William Castle. This movie starred Vincent Price, Carol Omar, 
Richard Long, Alan Marshall, and Caroline Craig. Um, this movie follows a couple, which is um, Frederick Lauren and Annabelle Lauren. They invite they invite a group of what is it? Five, four, three, five people. Five people. Five, four, three. <laughs> <laughs> they invite a group of five people to stay the night in a haunted house, uh, which is fucking badass. Like it's weird looking. Like I would never want to live there, but it's cool. It's weird. It's a real house in um, California, and it's actually protected by a historical society. It was built in, like, 1924, I believe. But enough about the house. Um, they invite five people to their party, and they say, listen, if you can stay the night at this house, we're going to pay you $10,000 each. While watching it, you find out that the wife is not happy. Frederick does not like his wife. Annabelle doesn't like Frederick. They hate each other. She's tried to poison him. They're, like, it's just bad, right? Um, so, they start seeing ghosts, I guess, but it doesn't seem haunted to me. They don't see ghosts. That was the whole point of that. She ending. saw, she thought she saw ghosts, though, is what I'm saying. Like, the, um, <coughs> Nora thought that she had seen ghosts, but it was really just creepy caretakers, which, like, obviously, the caretakers are always creepy. <laughs> yeah, so, the... <laughs> Who doesn't have a creepy, blind, old lady caretaker, like... Obviously, the blind lady's going to be able to take care of the house. That's what I was going to say. What she she can't be doing a good job. <laughs> she misses spots when dusting. Like there's bad. these there's these strangers in the house, and you're walking right past them. Like you you're not doing that great. Um, this movie <laughs> this movie was definitely my favorite of the week. Um, which I've seen it before, long long ago. You know, in 1959, I saw it. You know, um, I I did like this one a lot, and um, I mean, I, I feel like like, stereotypical horror fan. Like, I like the Vincent Price movie, of course. But he's he's an amazing actor. He really is. And his voice is just, like, it just sits with you. And I think that this movie did a lot of really cool stuff um, that was new for its time. Like, the opening where it was just the black screen and you could hear the moaning and the screaming and all that. I thought that was, like, super eerie. And then where it um, had the owner of the house... And it was just, like, his head and a black screen, and his head was just floating, and he was, like, it was, like, a close-up, and his expressions and his eyes, like, he was crazy. Like, you could see insanity in his eyes, you know? Uh, and it was just super eerie, and then Vincent Price went along, and, and it was like he was talking to you and inviting you personally to this party that he was throwing, and I, it just, like, kind of made you feel involved in the film while not being involved at the same time, which it, it's just, I've never seen a movie do it before that, I've never seen a movie do it since, it's very unique. Well, which is, it, it, the, adding to that, um, the movie was released with these effects, which were called, um, I don't know if it's Emergo or Emergo, but um, they're basically these 3D effects that were actually 3D, so, um, for example, for this movie, when there's the skeleton at the end that like comes towards the screen they had a skeleton in the theater that was on like a pulley system that would actually like go into the crowd and it like it did it helped you it helped yeah it helped to involve you and like emerge the viewer into the movie they did this with other films um i know one of them was the movie the tingler Mm-hmm. And what they the yeah what they did was they had like <laughs> they had um, vibrating seats in the audience. And Wasn't that also a Vincent Price? It could have been. I'm not too sure, but um, they had like vibrating seats in the audience, and like in the movie, they'd be like, "Oh, well, the Tingler is in the audience right now," and then the seats would start vibrating, and it would like scare the audiences. And I think that it's a cool. It was a cool way to scare people. 
It is another Vincent in. Price. I was right. Yeah. I think it's by the same director because, to my understanding, he made a contract with Vincent Price for two films, and I believe that was the second one. They were released in the same year. So, fun fact of the day. Do, 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 do. Another fun fact, uh, the screaming at the beginning where the screen is black is what inspired the Halloween CDs with, like, the spooky sounds and stuff. Yeah, it, um, they, it was such a successful scare when it came out in theaters, which they said that it definitely lost a lot of its um, its scare uh, when people started watching it on television, like, mm. now. But when it was released into theaters in 1959, they said that it was, like, the coolest thing in theaters because it was, like, the surround sound and, like... Well, just picture, too, because... It just made a, too, because... Huge, a huge impact on the viewers just looking at a blank screen and the sound effects being on. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, they kind of got into the film at that point, which I, I just, like, I'm just picturing that, and it just sounds like such a fun experience, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I... This movie, for me, like, it, it's one of it's one of my favorites, and I, I've seen it... Um, I've seen it a couple times, um, and it, it never disappoints. Like, it, you're, I've explained that, like, I'm one of those people, like, it, it takes a lot for me to, like, rewatch movies. Like, I have to really enjoy them to, to rewatch them. Same thing with books. Like, I have to really enjoy them to, to rewatch them. Um, and this movie, to me, it's, it doesn't lose anything for me watching it again. Like, it's still, I, I just think it's, and I, and I don't know if it's just because it's, it's an old movie and they're just, it's such a classic movie. Like it's, it's just a strong movie. Like I, I really like it. I, I like the character development in it. Um, it's, it, it, it's to me is what really just like started like the interest in haunted houses. And when I think of haunted house movies, this is the first one that always pops into my mind. Obviously like not the 1999 remake. Uh, no, <laughs> But I will say this: I I do like the remake, and I, I I you can hate me all you want for it. I do like the remake. I don't hate you for that, but I I had brought this movie up today at work. I was like, yeah, we're gonna be talking about this movie House on Haunted Hill. And they're like, yeah, that came out in like two thousand. I was like, try nineteen fifty nine, but good try. You know what though? Like a lot of people don't realize how many like movies they remakes. think are like the first and they're not they're actually remakes and it it always like blows their mind when they find out that it's a remake (laughs) yeah um speaking of there is one part i want to bring up of the remake um the part where the girl has the video camera and she walks in and on the camera you see like the doctors doing the lobotomy on somebody and then she like points it down and then points it back up that part scared the fucking hell out of me when i was a kid i haven't watched watched it i haven't watched it since i was younger was there actual ghosts in the remake I think so. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there was. Yeah. So this the one so was, was totally was different from this one. Yeah. Did they use the same house in it? <laughs> no, I think in the remake, wasn't it at a like a mental hospital? Yeah. Um yes, it was it was an old mental hospital. So why would it be called House movie? on Haunted Hill? Wouldn't it be Hospital on Haunted Hill? <laughs> <laughs> I think that like That was a bad so joke. I think I'm with sorry. the remake with the remake it was an old mental hospital, but I think somebody had like redone it to be a house. Like mm-hmm. they had Why did like, they cover thirteen ghosts in this episode? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> right? Wasn't that, that that movie had that cool shit with the the Monk? glasses. No, no, the original one. The original oh. thirteen ghosts had the it was the movie where they um had the glasses where you had to wear the glasses, that was the only way you could see the ghosts and that's why they put it in the um Yeah. The the new the remake of it. They had them wear the glasses to see the ghosts because when the original one came out, the viewers at the theater couldn't see the ghosts in the movie unless they were wearing special glasses. Yep. Interesting. So, That's yeah. so cool. I learned that 
in Mrs. Cullen's class? I probably did. I did mystery and suspense in high school. <laughs> um, when you guys are talking about the acting, um, I did want to give a shout out to um, the guy who's the owner of the house, who's the only one who's convinced that it's haunted, because he, I thought, was great too <laughs> with was. how everybody is just like trying to convince him there's nothing there and. He just sticks to his guns and has just some of the best facial expressions as he's going about his like business there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing that um, – this is another one that I also liked. The setting itself was creepy. I thought it helped it for me. And then um, this is another one that had a great score where I was drawn in by just some of the choices they took for it. I thought it was great. Yeah, for sure. Um I think this movie, too, it's interesting because by the end of it, there wasn't any actual ghosts. But No, it was fucking I think, Annabelle. I think and like... then it was Vincent Price. <laughs> it was like they, like they tried to pull the ultimate prank, but you can't prank Ashton Kutcher, you know? You can't punk him. So what? Tried... what? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm like, like, okay, so they tried to, like, pull one over on old man Vincent Price up in there, and no, no, no. Oh, the fucking line he says is really good, You're too. not going to throw a hit. You're not going to... No. He always is one step ahead of you. What was the line that he says? It was really good. I don't remember, but my favorite part of this film, honestly, is that first part where he's in, where he's talking about the party, and he's like, he's like, we're having it at a haunted house. There's going to be ghosts and murders. <laughs> And he's like, my wife, she has, what is it, like, a, she has a, an interesting a sense, sense of, of humor. humor. Yeah. And I, like, you, but you can hear in his voice, like, he's, like, irritated by her. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's, like, trying to say it very nicely. And I'm like, man, he's describing me. Like, I would choose those things. And he's like, <laughs> everyone's coming in hearses. My, that was my wife's sense of humor. And I'm like, yeah, that, that's me. <laughs> I, what I liked about this movie was it's from 59, and it was just, I, I think it was ahead of its time. I think Absolutely. that it, it was. I totally agree with that. It was a movie that really, like, the whole time, it left me guessing. And I was a little scared because this is the last movie we watched of the three. And I was like, fuck, am I just not paying attention to this either? And <laughs> come to find out, no. It was actually, like, for example, um, when his wife, Annabelle? Annabelle. When she was hanging. Um, I was just like, oh, what the fuck did I miss? But then he brings up, you know, oh, was there any chair for her to climb up with? Like, what's going on? And it was kind of like, what the hell is happening? Like, is somebody killing somebody? Like, what's going on? And I know that in the remake, because this was my first time watching the original. Um, No, it wasn't my first time. I watched it years ago, back in, like, middle school. So I didn't really remember too much. But I knew with the remake... They did have that whole, like, affair going on with the wife and everything. And um, yeah. you think that she's a ghost, but no, it turns out she set up this whole plan. And I kind of, like, forgot about that, I guess, because it's been so long since I watched these. So it did surprise me again uh, to see that. But the whole twist with that, but then also the twist that Vincent Price knew and he pulled one over on them. It's, like, double twist. Definitely extremely well thought out. I just thought it was so cool when he came out when you got that reveal, like, after the skeleton, like, danced around and she was totally freaked out. And he comes out with, like, the the, the ropes and, like, it was like a marionette <laughs> puppet. And I was like, holy <laughs> fuck, this guy's a genius. Like, how did he pull that one off? I, my mind was fucking blown. Mm-hmm. I, 
I can't get past this because it's like, even if you like older movies, they have a totally different way of um, capturing your attention than modern movies. And for this movie, it was like, it was, it wasn't like watching an older movie where you just appreciate it because of it's where the beginning was. You know what I mean? This movie was, is sincerely... I, I think it's still very relevant today. I think that any horror fan could watch this movie and appreciate it for what it is and not even appreciate it because it's a classic. Appreciate it because it's fucking good. Well, it really is, but on top of that, it like Dylan said, it's so beyond, oh, so ahead of its time that... It, it almost it, it feels has, modern. Exactly. It totally has very, very modern feels to it. And it, it just... it. I think it the really humor was shows... very modern, like the sarcasm. Yeah. Exactly. But it, that, like, Vincent Price, to me, was ahead of his time. I fucking, yeah, like, right? That mustache, though. Uh, <laughs> him, oh, young Vincent Price, pre-mustache, was a fox. What up, Vincent Price? <laughs> Slide into those DMs. <laughs> well, he's like Please don't. Now, you're so... a corpse. Yeah. <laughs> Vincent Price, you got any, like, great-grandbabies? What's up? Whoop, whoop. Um, no, so <laughs> anyway, like it just it, to me, it's it, it it really is the it's one of like honestly, it's one of my favorite horror movies. But it just it's such a it's such a solid movie, and I think because like Sarah said, it's still relevant today, and it still has those modern tones to it. It is absolutely a timeless horror movie, which I think there are few out there that really, really hold that Um, and and can, you know, when you watch like when we watch, we watch tons of movies, obviously we cover between two and three a week and you watch some of these movies and we're watching them and, uh, you know, we're, we're picking them apart. Uh, because that's what we do, and we're, you know, we're like, oh my god, this is so, like, clearly 80s, or this is, you know, such, so 70s. And if it wasn't for the conservation in this film, you yeah, wouldn't like, be it, able to put it in a time period. Exactly. Like, if it, there, it, it, there is no, other than the color scheme, there is no defining element that pinpoints an exact... Time well, that's the this. thing, too, is that when you're considering this movie, you have to consider just a few years before this, movies like Creature from the Black Lagoon were being released. Mm-hmm. This is this is real horror. This is not universal monster uh, movies, you know, yeah, which I, I love those, you know. But this is coming right at the tail end of those films coming out, and it's it's horror. It's totally horror. And, like, there's movies that were coming out in the 60s, like Black Sunday, that were still very, like, it still gave that very universal vibe, like, Okay, this is kind of eerie, but it's not scary. Scary. This. No, yeah. This is this is it. You know, this movie, like, nailed it, mm-hmm. and not even the ghost aspect of it. Like the the murder, the the betrayal, the the wife poisoning, trying to poison her husband, stuff like that. Like, it, even if there wasn't ghosts, this movie would still be a horror film. I believe. This is my whole thing on it, too, and I've said this a thousand times if you listen. It's one of my go-to phrases, other than that that's a fair score. <laughs> um, is that with, with Universal Monsters, it was an error when we didn't, you know, we still hadn't had any light shed on what what true human, like how horrible humans can really exactly. be. Exactly. So we're still in that era where it's monsters because that was horror to them because they had no idea what the neighbors were doing. So to see this movie, 
it's a taste of both. You know, mm-hmm. you have a haunted house it's the that transition could be haunted. Movie. It could not exactly, and it spans both of those gaps. And I think that that is what gives it such a modern feel, is because it 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 it, it hurdles or not hurdles, but it straddles those time frames. Mm-hmm. And it it's just to me, it's mind blowing because it's it's stuff that you would see you would see today and i think that that's where like the remake lost it because the remake was such it was just so it was too modern mm-hmm. i think know, it was, it un- I think it was unnecessary to like you had this movie that like sierra said like if it wasn't for you know the fact that it's black and white you like, wouldn't you, know where it came from exactly, exactly yeah and if i feel like they, it, exactly it was they tried to remake. yeah they tried to update a movie that needed no updates mm-hmm Exactly. And it, it was a pointless remake, but I will tell you this, that scene with the fucking doctor to this day will fucking scare the shit out of me. Yeah. I don't know if it like they were so like robotic and like mm. You should watch the new episode of Supernatural, candy. Erica. <laughs> yeah, the It's related. Off topic, there was off topic there was a haunted epi- uh haunted house theme episode of Supernatural this It week. was so good. <laughs> we love Supernatural. Well, Dylan and I, I can't speak for everybody. Erica doesn't even watch anymore. Fuck Shut her. up. I haven't had a fucking second. <laughs> Damn you and your children. Exactly. Blame it on the little ones. No, but I, I, there were some things that were kind of like out there, out there with this movie. No, it's not a complaint. It's not a complaint at all. I was um, going to say shut your mouth right now, Dylan. Like, like um, for example. Don't pull a Steven and fuck up a perfect score. No, no, for example, the fact that there's this like random fucking like pool of acid that's just in the house and it's kind of just like all right like yeah and that's like one of the first things that's one of the first things they go to it's just like oh welcome to this house we're gonna be locked in here and um here's a little like pool of acid if it burn if you fall in it it burns you and then like (laughs) here's the living room (laughs) Uh, um did they I don't know if I maybe missed something. Did they explain the drug? The 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 blood. (laughs) I don't remember that. Blood dripping from the ceiling. No, I don't think they did actually. Mm, Yeah, I don't recall that being explained. I don't think so either. So I found a a loop. I found a hole in the whole ghost. Maybe it was haunted after all, guys. Maybe I found. But the there first. were no ghosts. It was just every once in a while some blood would fall on that. Only on the one that lady. One lady and it was lady. only on her hand. Maybe she was getting like nosebleeds. She was fine the first time, but the second time she totally freaked out. Well, it's because that's when people started showing up like dead or crazy. <laughs> I love True. The, I love the end. Uh, okay, so before when I said. Um, what did he say? What he said. Uh, yeah, the, the line that I was trying to remember. It's something like... Wait, um, say it like Vincent Price would say it. I don't remember the exact line, but it was something like, uh, it's a shame that they didn't know when they started playing their game of murder that I was playing too. Yeah. I was like, fuck, that was a good line. But um, yeah. I love when they like, they're like, oh, he's dead, I shot him, and they go downstairs and he's kind of just standing there and it's kind of like, sup? And he's like... <laughs> <laughs> and then they're just like, what's going on? And he's like... Oh, I'm gonna let the law take. I'm gonna let the law decide my fate. And just like walks out. I'm just like, right. what a pimp. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I watched this film, I was like, I was like looking up information on the movie. I was looking up a lot of information on the house because I was just obsessed with it. It was really weird. Um, and obviously Vincent Price. I was looking up more on him because obviously I know him. He's a horror icon. But I wanted to look. And he's at- a fox. You were looking at pictures. <laughs> yeah, you know, I love that mustache. But anyway. 
Um, I just think it's funny because when you type, as soon as you type in Vincent Price on Google, the first thing that pops up is who who um, narrated the thriller video. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm always like, I thought that was common knowledge that it was Vincent Price, but I guess not. That's the number one asked Vincent Price question on Google, guys. Hmm. So if nothing else, he'll go down as the man who narrated Thriller. <laughs> I, I just Googled it, and the actual um, the actual question is, who is the scary voice in Thriller? <laughs> yeah, that's a legitimate question. God damn it. <laughs> you just think that, I don't know, like, his voice is, like, what has made him iconic. He has a very unique voice. And um, it's, it's, when you hear it, you know who it is, you know? You don't have to question it. You don't have to see who's talking. But when you hear his voice, I would say most most people who've ever seen a Vincent Price movie would be able to, to recognize it immediately. his voice, absolutely. Exactly. So I just right. think it's funny, like, because I've always, even when I was little, I knew it was Vincent Price. And mm-hmm. I was, like, that was from knowing Vincent Price from Edward Scissorhands. You know what I mean? Or the scary thriller voice. So it was like, <laughs> I've, I I feel like it was always common knowledge to me that that was, that was Vincent Price. So I think that's funny. He's so cool. <laughs> Fucking suave as fuck old man. <laughs> Let's get into ratings. Ten. All right. What? Spoilers, <laughs> jeez, David. <laughs> um, and I will say, when the first time I saw this movie, I wasn't a huge fan, only because I had seen the remake first and came in thinking it was going to be more like that. But this one definitely has been one where the more watches I've had of it has made me appreciate it even more, and it makes me a big fan even more the more times I do check it out. Um. And I know the first time I watched it, I had I was so confused by the ending as to how it just ended, and I was like, okay. But now that more that I've watched it, I realize that's not even – it doesn't really matter what happens after that. That's everything that plays up to that point is what they want you to see, and that's the most important aspects of it. So um, I'm definitely going to come in at an 8.5 on this one. Okay. Woo! So – He's deaf now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this this movie for me, obviously, like I, I've been saying, is it, it's definitely one of my favorites, and it's just a timeless fucking movie. It's so solid. I I love it, and I think that it, anybody who appreciates horror, whether it's new horror, old Universal, whatever, I think that they they will have an appreciation for this movie. And I just think that it's it's a fantastic movie, and I'm going to give it. Other than Never Hike Alone, I'm going to go ahead and give it a 10. Woo! Yeah! Stop yelling! I'm sorry. I'm so excited. <laughs> I am going to jump right up there with Erica and give it a 10. I think this is the third movie I've ever given a 10. So Second for me, so... This is my third because um, I didn't give it a 10 when I rated it, but Texas Chainsaw Massacre has a 10 for me. So oh, here we go. Home. She she threw it in there. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so I just Never Hike Alone in all this movie. So... Never Hike Alone should feel pretty cool that I have them up in the heights of Texas Chainsaw Massacre and House on Haunted Hill. That's pretty impressive. No, we gave, um, we all gave a perfect score to Creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, I fucking love, yeah. Yes, yeah, we did. Um, but this movie, it's so, it's so good. And and when I was watching it, I even said to Dylan, I said, I don't think I've ever been so drawn in by, um, the 1950s films like i love them i do but like this one had my attention like a modern day horror movie does 
Mm. You know, it's just as interesting, just as exciting. There's so much going on. And there's so many modern plot lines that I just think it's super easy to watch and really enjoy as somebody from this generation. You know what I mean? Um, it, It was just so well done. The filming was beautiful. The contrast of of black and white was beautiful. Um, the makeup on the creepy, blind caretakers that God knows how they caretook anything was scary as hell. Um, it was... This movie, like, please go watch it if you haven't. It's great. I'm not going to bash you if you haven't seen it yet because we haven't seen every movie either. But please go check it out for, like, your own health. Please. Now that we've ruined the entire plot for you and you can know what to expect for the entire movie. So put movie. a little thing in the <laughs> beginning and be like, don't listen if you haven't watched yet. Da, da, da. I'm literally just going to cut you doing that little fucking singing and put that in the beginning. <laughs> okay, do that. Do that. <laughs> um, so for, for me, I, I think that it's funny that the movie that didn't have any ghosts was the best haunted house movie that we watched. <laughs> um... No, it, it's a great movie. It really is. I really had no complaints with it. It had me sucked in the entire time, and it left you guessing. It had great twists. Uh, the score was great. Um, the effects that they had for like, uh, like the blind lady, for example, they were really, really creepy. Um, Did they like wheel her in, guys? It seemed like it. Like it looked like she skated away. <laughs> 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 She's on a derby team somewhere. Yeah, in a. It, it was really well done, and it's always great for me to go back and watch a movie that I liked back when I was a kid, or like in middle school, and it still be good, because a lot of the times when I watch movies that I thought were badass in middle school, they're literally the biggest piece of garbage ever. Wrong turn. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was really good for me. Um, altogether, I think I would probably have to give it a... Nine point five. Fuck you. That's <laughs> no, all right. It's okay. So on average, that gives it a nine point five. Erica, go ahead fair. and say it. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's wrong, but it's fair. <laughs> you have your right to your wrong opinion. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Me and Erica are the only right ones tonight. Sorry, David. <laughs> Not sorry, Dylan. <laughs> All right, thank you guys so much for listening to the episode. Uh, David, where can people find you? Um, you can find me on um, Instagram Ohio. and Columbus, Ohio. Um, <laughs> Don't look, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, my name on Instagram, though, is David OSU, and then it's – I don't remember what the thing I have at the end of it. Uh, David OSU 87 HFWW, and um, I also sh- – Share my stuff on mostly that as well as Facebook and Twitter. Where Twitter, you can find me at uh, Buckeye from Mish. And we didn't mention it earlier in the episode, but you do have a horror review blog, so yeah. which I'll actually um, throw up uh, my reviews for these that I wrote up after watching these on there as well. Here in the next couple days to awesome. um, share as well. Yay! Go look at his reviews in depth on his. We'll link Horror it. reviews. We'll link it in the uh, description for this. So are you going to be on more episodes, David? I'd love to be. This was fun. Sweet. Uh, if you want to follow us, <laughs> uh, if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Instagram and on Facebook at Horror Haven Podcast. We also have a website, HorrorHavenMedia.com. Um, like and subscribe and review us on 
Apple Podcasts. Like I said, I like the one-star reviews, too. We prefer not... (laughs) Be honest. (laughs) Um, Tune in next week for our Thanksgiving-themed episode. Oh, God. We're going to be doing some cheesy Thanksgiving-themed horror movies. We're also going to eat a Thanksgiving meal while we're on air, so there you go. I will be stepping out for that episode. (laughs) Have fun. I wasn't planning a Thanksgiving dinner for the episode, but we can. We're going to be covering the movie Thanks Killing and the movie Blood Freak from 1973, I think. The 70s are a good time for horror. Yeah, you're going to change your mind after this one. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Like, I'm very... mm, I don't know. All right, guys. Uh, Be on the lookout for more stuff from us. We're working right now on getting some video content out there at some point soon. And Artist Spotlight episodes. We just did a cool one with Drew Lady from... Never Hike Alone! So check that out. And he was awesome. He's a super nice guy, so definitely watch the movie and follow him and be super cool. Yes! Good night! Good night! I'm not gonna sing it. (laughs) Come on, Dylan, man up! Can we go, like, one, two, three, good night, like, really loud? No. Can we, like, put our hands in and go... We said goodnight, that's it. (laughs) I'm not there to to count it, but how many times did Dylan use gun fingers tonight? None! Not once tonight, maybe. Dylan! Disappointment! I didn't have an audience tonight. (laughs) We always announce shots when he does that.